Hello, my name is Father Cuthbert Elliott, and it's my pleasure to introduce you to this St. Louis Priory School Chaplaincy Podcast. For the next couple of weeks, I will be your guide as members of our community take the mic to share with you some reflections on their spiritual lives. Today, we're joined by Mr. John Pierre Mitchum, Priory's Director of Equity and Inclusion. Mr. Mitchum will be sharing some reflections on providence. Let's listen now to Mr. Mitchum. Greetings, gentlemen. Mr. Mitchum here. I hope that your transition to distance learning has been a relatively smooth one. It goes without saying that we are certainly living in some very interesting times. This time of social distancing and stay-at-home orders has caused a significant disruption to our daily lives. When significant things like this happen, we often try to scramble to regain some sense of control. We also, in times of crisis or great challenge, try to find meaning or make meaning out of what we're experiencing in an effort to reconcile our lived reality with what we believe to be true about the world. For many, these deep considerations ultimately lead to what we believe to be true about God. Since the emergence of this COVID-19 pandemic, there has been a lot of dialogue, debate, and speculation within Christendom as to why this phenomenon has taken place. Though one could say no one really knows for sure why this has happened, others have taken a more directive stand stating that what we are experiencing is the result of judgment issued by God. Now, I would not be so audacious enough to tell someone what they did or did not hear from God. However, I would caution anyone to be careful not to attribute human behavior patterns to an all-knowing, all-powerful God. This begs the question, does God need a global pandemic to get people's attention? Is he the cause for all of this? Well, this reminds me of a portion of scripture where it talks about a man who was born blind. And the scriptures say that as Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he will be born blind? Jesus answered, it was neither that this man sinned nor his parents, but it was so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Here, the disciples questioned Jesus in a way that made the blind man's condition an issue of judgment. But Jesus answered in a way that instead made the blind man's condition an opportunity for God's glory. In light of this, we must understand that sometimes when things happen, they are not necessarily a judgment from God. They just are what they are. And yet, he is able to use situations to bring about his glory. So again, does God need a global pandemic to get people's attention? Not necessarily. However, can God use a global pandemic to get some people's attention? Sure. And finally, in light of of this and, and what people are saying, what should be the Christian's response? Indeed, as we are diligent to follow the teachings of the scriptures as stated in Romans 13 and 1, which says every person is to be in subjection to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God and those which exist are established by God. As we follow this by adhering to social distancing and stay-at-home orders, Still, what should be our attitude? Well, to answer this in closing, I'd like to share a few words from C.S. Lewis during a time when people were afraid of the dangers of the newly created atomic bomb. I believe his words capture it best when he says, 
In one way, we think a great deal too much of the atomic bomb. How are we to live in an atomic age? I'm tempted to reply, why as you would have lived in the 16th century when the plague visited London almost every year? Or as you would have lived in a Viking age when raiders from Scandinavia might land and cut your throat any night? Or indeed, as you are already living in an age of cancer, an age of syphilis, an age of paralysis, an age of air raids, an age of railway accidents, an age of motor accidents. In other words, do not let us begin by exaggerating the novelty of our situation. Believe me, dear sir or madam, you and all whom you love were already sentenced to death before the atomic bomb was invented, and quite a high percentage of us were going to die in unpleasant ways. We had indeed one very great advantage over our ancestors, anesthetics, but we have that still. It is perfectly ridiculous to go about whimpering and drawing long faces because the scientists have added one more chance of painful and premature death to a world which already bristled with such chances and in which death itself was not a chance at all, but a certainty. This is the first point to be made, and the first action to be taken is to pull ourselves together. If we are all going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let that bomb, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things. Praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, chatting to our friends over a drink, and playing a game of darts. Not huddled together like frightened sheep and thinking about bombs. They may break our bodies. A microbe can do that. But they need not dominate our minds. And so with that, gentlemen... I pray that you and your families are doing well and that during the coming weeks you may experience the kind of peace that God gives, the kind that surpasses all human understanding. God bless you. Take care. You've been listening to John Pierre Mitchum, Director of Equity and Inclusion at St. Louis Priory School. My name is Father Cuthbert Elliott, and I hope you will consider joining me next week for the second installment of the St. Louis Priory School Chaplaincy Podcast. For now, I wish you all a blessed day and a very happy Lent. Santa